in reverence pour your heart in worship to the master give him your best give him your worship Lord. bless you Lord ma shatabe lo sa yere bebe bebe be korola si ebutama la te yere bebe bebe yo gorra dele shalabo ma salelele reko shatabalea telele Yes, Lord, we love on you tonight, Lord. We love on you, Jesus. We love on you, Lord. We love on you, Lord. We love on you, Lord. Jesus. Beautiful Jesus, beautiful Jesus, beautiful Jesus, beautiful Jesus, La porra de vida, la porra va. Jesus, 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 oh, Rabora, la tesha, 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 la 
yielded to you. We are yielded to you. We are yielded to you, Lord.
just lift those hands to him telling again.
Tell him again tonight we will get Come on, house, lift your voice and tell him where you are. Tell him, Holy Spirit, I belong to you. I am your property. Have your way in my life. Do as you will in my life, through my life, and with my life. You may be seated in his presence tonight. church or for a service. The opportunity you are given to participate in the service is in a time worship, praise and giving. The rest you are receiving. I encourage us the Lord told us to raise a congregation that is sensitive to the Holy Spirit, sensitive to His presence, that people will love the Word, people will pray. When you put this combination together, you raise a believer that will always stand out wherever they are placed. Peter said, 
will give ourselves to the word and to prayer and in all inclusive prayer. So if these two things you engage in, we make you unstoppable. I encourage each one of us to really devote good time some good time to learn to fellowship with the Father, with the Godhead through worship. The fragrance of favor upon a believer increases, multiplies as your worship life goes deeper. If one of the ways of increasing the grace of favor or the anointing of favor on your life becomes a serial worshiper, you'll be amazed at the things that God will do for you and through your life. We have tried our best to perfect the art of prayer, but very few believers engage their hearts in uh, worship, heartfelt worship. Try it. Be consistent, and you see what the Lord will do with your life. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Everything in this life requires an environment for it to thrive. Is that right? Everything requires an environment. If you don't create the proper environment for what you want, you will not see it. That's why you don't find matoke being grown in California. Because that environment doesn't allow matoke to grow them. So we also need to create an environment for whatever we desire. But there's nothing like the presence of Jesus. So there's nothing like the presence of the Lord. If I can do only one thing, create that atmosphere. The Bible says in the book of John, there was a season that when an angel would come down and stir up the water. And whoever jumped in that water would be healed. Somebody say environment. There was an environment that was created. An atmosphere was created. And whoever. Somebody say whoever. So that whoever implies anybody in that atmosphere and receives whatever they are trusting the Lord for. One thing I'll never compromise, as long as I have breath in my nostril, I'll never compromise on God's presence. That is the reason, I don't know about you, but someone has lived, moved. The moment that environment leaves, Bishop, we have no relevance, completely. We have no relevance. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. 
So I want to encourage. That's why we devoted some good time. We encourage you to come early and allow you to express your love for the master through corporate worship. Praise the Lord. There's something that is individual, but there's corporate worship. If I put honey here, assume, or outside there, honey. Somebody say honey. Where does honey come from? from I'm not talking about honey, your girlfriend. I'm talking about the real honey. Praise the Lord. When you get a honey and put it out there, you don't need to get a microphone and say, bees, where are you? Bees, where are you? The bees will locate it. Because you have created an environment. That is how life is. Sometimes all we need to do is to create the environment. And everything we need will look for us. Say, neighbor, there is an environment that can cause everything you want to come to you. Say, that environment is called the presence of God. It is a multi-purpose. The presence of God. So I encourage you as a believer. Practice that. On Friday after the overnight. I encourage you to come for the overnight prayer. You'll be amazed. What God will do with your life. I went back. I couldn't rest. The presence of the Lord was over the place. I began to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And the Lord told me. Tell the ministers. They must learn to honor me. They must honor me. They must give me their best. They began to minister me. So I explained to them. He said, if they shall honor me with their best, they will be amazed at how I'll give them favor in places they have least expected. And this applies to every one of us. Somebody say, honor. How do you honor God? When we come in a time like this, when we come to worship, you don't give God a half-hearted attention. You cast everything aside and focus on the master. Give him your best. You give God your best consistently. The master will lift your head. You will be embarrassed like that man's son with the kind of blessing that will swamp your life. Praise the Lord. Did you do science in primary? You remember science? Oh. We would, they told us to practice. You get an ion and get a magnet and then begin to do what? Rub the magnet. Did you do that thing? Maybe tomorrow, next Sunday you should come with a magnet and I. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we would do. Then, after some time, the iron becomes what? Magnetic. It begins to do exactly what the iron does. The longer you stay in the presence of God, what is of God rubs onto you and you begin to do exactly what God can do. Am I communicating to you? That's why it is important to spend time in God's presence. The devil fights this because we know 
This is the winning ticket. And this brings me to what I want to share with us in the next few minutes we are leaving. Somebody said fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Say fellowship. First, with Second Corinthians chapter 13, give me my scripture. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because this is where we live from. This is where victory, this is where success, this is where a believer should function from. Everything about you, your business, your career, your marriage, everything parenting should spring from this place called the place of fellowship with the Godhead. Let's read together one, two, three. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Somebody said the Father is the source. The Son is the expression. The Holy Spirit is the enjoyment. Have you got it? The Father is the source. The Son is the expression. The Holy Spirit is the enjoyment. So without the Holy Spirit, you cannot enjoy what the Father has provided in the Son. Am I making sense to you? Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Now listen to what the Word of God says. Give me, it says, the love of God. Somebody say the love of God. You know, the love of God entails so many things we don't have all the time to engage in. But say the love of God. What did God do? He loved the world that He gave who? So the love of God is revealed in the person of who? Of Jesus. Alright, are we together? So God expressed His love by sending who? Jesus Christ. Are you following me, church? This you understand. This is how you enjoy every dimension in God. So Jesus comes. He walked the earth for 33 and a half years. He tells his chosen disciples that it is better I do what? I go. Because if I do not go, the Holy Spirit will not come. Somebody say, it is better. Jesus went. Some of you say, no, no, Father, I wish Jesus was here physically. Say again, it is better. Jesus went. Now, how many know that when the word says something, it's better than what you think? The word of God is better than what you think. So if Jesus said it is better, that means it's better. Regardless of how you feel, say it is better that Jesus went. Do you know if Jesus didn't go, you would not be born again? Look at his neighbor. Do you know you would be a witch doctor by now? Praise the Lord. So it is good Jesus did. He went to heaven. So when he went, he sent who? The Holy Spirit. The promise of the Father. One of the most beautiful songs. The promise of the Father. Spread the tidings. Wherever man is found. The comforter. Praise the Lord. Now, read, give me the book of Romans 8, verse 39. I want to show you something. Romans 8, 39. Let's read together. No height, no depth, no any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ. Somebody, the Father is the source. 
Let's go back to first, Second Corinthians 13. What does it say? May the love of what? Somebody the love of God. Say the love of God. I say the Father is what? The source. The love. So where is the love of God? Where is the love of God? Give me Romans 8.39. Where is the love of God? Let's go to Romans. The love of God is in who? Have you seen it there? The love of God is in who? In Christ Jesus. The Father loves us. But how are we going to have this love? He sends it through Jesus. So here, Jesus. But Jesus has already expressed his love. What did he do for you? He died on the cross. That is the love of God. How many of you know that nails could not hold Jesus on the cross? Yes. He couldn't. It is the love that kept him there. He saw you. Praise the Lord. Bishop here, you know his testimony. Bishop was a bar man. He was always the last man to leave the bar. Let them see you, Bishop. Because when they see your holy microphone, they think you're a very holy man. Praise the Lord. He has come from far. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He was always the last man to leave the bar. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What happened? The love of God found him. So the love of God found him. Amen. And something happened. Now, Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the Father draws him. No one can come to me unless the Father draws him. How does the Father draw you to Jesus? Somebody say the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit. So now you see, you wouldn't have been drawn to the love of God if the Holy Spirit wasn't sent here on the earth. Not only that, say, Holy Spirit, help me. So for Bishop to experience what Jesus did, see, you know, 2,000 years ago. Is it still 2,000? It's more now. Who brought to you? The Holy Spirit. You made a simple prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. It was a simple prayer. Did fire fall on you? Did you shake? Sometimes people shake. That prayer you prayed, the sun came and took residence in your heart, in the person of who? Of the Holy Spirit. The man who was a temple of beer now became a temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, do not mistake Something that is supernatural with spectacular. Because sometimes the supernatural is not spectacular. Are you hearing me? That's why sometimes many of us, we miss God. Because they say, I didn't feel it. Sometimes you don't feel it. Many of us, I don't think you, did you feel it? Jesus entered your spirit. Whoop. Ah, he's here. You believed. And on that account, your life began to change. Am I communicating to you? Simple belief in what the word of... Let me take you back to this lovely lady. The Bible says that an angel came to Mary and told Mary, you're going to give birth to, to a son of God. And Mary said, I do not know a man. Something happened. The angel told Mary, because Mary asked the question, how shall this be? Then the angel replied, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. 
Now we know that the Holy Spirit, remember Jesus existed as the Word. In the beginning was, was the Word. So if Jesus existed as the Word, how did the Father create the world? By the Word. He speak, the Word is who? Is Jesus. I said all things was created by Him. So the Word created everything. So now, He said the Holy Spirit took the Word. Somebody said the Holy Spirit took the Word. Where did the Holy Spirit put the Word? In Mary's womb. I can guarantee you, Mary never felt anything. That's why women get surprised when they become pregnant. They just by faith, something by faith. Any woman there tell me now who was a child, the day you conceived, did you know? You say, I felt something. Did you feel anything? Nothing. It is after a few months. You say, hey, got a baby. Are you hearing me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. The baby is here. Most of the things that God does in our life, we don't feel them. Are you staying there? You begin to see things happening in your life. Our problem is that most of you walk away so early because you're moved by what? Your senses. And you are bought the miracle that is working on the inside of you. Say, neighbor, stay a little bit longer. So for, for encouragement, God sends Mary to who? To Elizabeth. And say, go see. Go. Your, 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 your auntie, who they said she couldn't give birth. Right now, she's how many months? Six months pregnant. That was another story altogether. Praise the Lord. And when Mary, oh, ma, shatakava, Holy Spirit, help her. Listen. Mary didn't know what was in her. Until she walked to the house of Elizabeth. Mr. Kinsley, let me tell you. Uh, Mary walked into the house of Elizabeth. And he said, Auntie, good morning. Ooh. What happened? She get, the Bible says she was filled with the at good morning. Not received, just good morning. And the Bible says she was filled with the Spirit. And she began to prophesy. Mary did not know the dimensions of God that had come into her. Say, neighbor, you have no idea what you have on the inside of you. Say, it is here. Say, I have it here. Say, I have it here. The story you know. She prophesied. She stayed there with her. Then she came back. All these things you are seeing, who is responsible? Some say the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you, without the Godhead called the Holy Spirit, we would never know God. We would never know the Holy Spirit. We would never even know Jesus. We would not even enjoy the things of God. That's why we call him. He's the CEO. He knows how to run the affairs of God. Now listen to me, church. Why is the Lord pushing us into this knowledge? Number one, let me tell you. The Bible you hold in your hand 
you can never be able to accurately interpret and understand it without the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says, what you see there, who is the author? The Holy Spirit. The Bible says, men spoke as God moved them. The Bible says the scriptures are what? Inspired by what? By the Holy Spirit. So the author of the Bible, the only book you read anytime with the author inside of you is the Bible. Say, I have the author inside of me. Who better understands the writings of the Bible save the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of you? There are so many benefits you are going to gain or get by taking your fellowship with the Holy Spirit to a level that you have never known before. But let's go to the book of Revelation chapter number 3. There is a church called the church of Laodicea. It is a church. Somebody say call it a church. It is a word. It is a church. It is a church. These people were so rich. I mean, they had everything they needed under the sun. So Jesus come to visit them. To the angel of the church of Laodicea, right? This thing says the amen and faithful true witness. The beginning of the creation of God. Next verse. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. I will not dwell on that. Verse number 17. Because you say, one, two, three, let's read together. Uh-huh. I'm rich. Mm-hmm. I become wealthy. I have need of nothing. And do not know. You are what? Mm-hmm. 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 Do you know how painful it is when you think you are there and this is what heaven sees from you? What men see, what are they seeing? They are rich. They are what? They are wealthy. They have it all made together. This is a church. This is a church. This is a church. Say, neighbor, this is you. Now, listen to the report of heaven. What is heaven telling them? You are miserable. You are wretched. You are what? Poor. Uh huh. Blind. Eighteen. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. You see, their nakedness in the masses of God is still covered. You haven't gotten it. This is a church, it's naked, but God hasn't exposed their nakedness. His mercy has still covered them. He has come to talk to them in private. That what you think you have, you don't have. Who you think you are, you are not. Let me reveal you your state. 
Then he mentions that. He said, in my mercy, I have not yet exposed you. Am I communicating to somebody here? I haven't exposed you. Give me the next verse. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Next verse. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Somebody say, if anyone opens the door, what will he do? I will come into him, dine with him and he with me. Read again. What happened? Let's read. If anyone does what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. This is a church that never knew the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. What was Jesus longing for? I want to come and do what? Dine with you and you with me. He said, no, I want to come to enjoy your fellowship. This church is being called to a place called fellowship. They had amassed everything the world looked at and said, you are a success. And God told them, all that you have succeeded at doing, I was not part of it. How many know that you can be successful in what the world calls success without involving the Holy Spirit in your affairs? Because naturally man has been gifted by, with intelligence and natural wisdom. And if you engage these laws that God has given you, you'll become wealthy. A simple example, if you have land, you go to one corn. What do you do? You sow it. You sow it there. I'm a pastor. And a witch doctor. We have farm next to each other. Are you hearing me? The witch doctor sows his farm. I also sow mine. After three months, what will come? Even the witch doctors will come up. Because that's the law of nature. Can't say the law of nature. Praise the Lord. So these things are there. Now, what I'm talking about here, what makes you a class apart from the people who do not know Jesus Christ is the person of the Holy Spirit resident on the inside of you. Not only him, but his ministry. You and me agree that the person knocking at the door actually is not Jesus. It's who? The Holy Spirit. How many of you, you feel the nudging of God upon your heart? You feel a drawing. I just want to be a simple, very practical, very simple. You feel a drawing and you ignore that. And you go on with whatever you want as usual. When the Lord is trying to draw you away and you ignore that. Because you are too busy. You want to make the next 10 million. And say, I will catch you later. He say, I knock. If anyone here, if you can respond to the nudging of the Spirit upon your heart. What am I going to do? I'll come in and have fellowship with you. And have fellowship with you. Give me Timothy. I'll show you something. 
Give me Timothy. Chapter 4, I believe. Verse number 16. Let's read together. First Timothy. Okay. And without controversy, great is the mystery. Ah, this scripture here is, a, is, is, is loaded. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Some say great is the mystery of godliness. Mystery simply means something that has been hidden. Something that is covered. Alright? That what? God was manifested in the flesh. Let's stop there. So God walked the earth. In whose person? In the person of Jesus. So for 33 and a half years, people were seeing God walking the earth. The mystery of godliness hidden in the flesh. Lord, help me. Men were seeing the son of Joseph. Men were seeing the carpenter. But actually, God himself was embodied. The Bible calls it what? Mystery. The mystery of godliness. God manifested in the flesh. That has always been the desire. From Genesis chapter 1, God wanted to indwell man. Am I communicating to you? Say, Holy Spirit, help me. So, this mystery, you can't just get it like that. When something is covered, it requires what? It must, God must open your eyes. There must be a search. Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm coming. Godliness. The mystery of godliness. Ah, somebody said the mystery of godliness. How many of you did English? You know English? At advanced level. Not the one you learn. I said English at advanced level. Anybody did English at advanced level? Praise the Lord. What is the meaning of godliness? Don't say godliness is godliness. The reason, doctor, why Jesus, in the person of the Holy Spirit, ah, Lord help these people. That's why I tell you, church, it is impossible, keep trying if you can, but it is impossible for you to live the Christian life without the person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You can't. The reason why God left heaven and now you are called whose temple? The temple of God. He has come to live inside you so that he lives the godly life through you. 
you haven't got. Have you got it? God has demands. He wants you to be holy. He has a certain kind of behavior. God doesn't just get angry like you do every time. Praise the Lord. God is long-suffering. What else? God is kind. God is gentle. Hmm? Look at the neighbor. You are not gentle. Praise the Lord. God has all these attributes of God is in the person of who? Of the Holy Spirit. If God was to give you this thing one by one, live like this, live like this, you wouldn't live. They said, you know what? I'm going to make your life easy. I desire this from you, but you're a man. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to come inside of you in the person of the Holy Spirit and live out my life through you. Now, that is how, oh Lord, help these people. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. So the primary reason, number one reason why the God left heaven and is residing on the inside of you is to help you live the Christian life. The Bible says, you see, brothers and sisters, how many of us know that Adam, Adam and Eve did not have the life of God? They didn't have. The neighbor, let's go to class. I really learned something this morning. Show you something. Do you ever remember hearing about a tree of life in the Garden of Eden? The tree of life represents who? Isn't it? Do you also remember there was another tree called the tree of what? Knowledge of what? Now listen. God tells Adam, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because the moment you eat from that tree, what is going to happen? You will die. So that tree represents who? Death. Why did the devil not tempt Eve and Adam to eat from the tree of life, but to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Because he knew that that tree carries his nature. Listen, church. Every time God will give man two choices, life and death, blessing and curse. God never forces none of those things into anyone's even the first man, God did not force his life into him. He put the tree of life here, and he put here. No. What did Adam go for? Man is an innocent being. He's neither holy nor righteous. He's innocent. He hasn't got it. He hasn't yet acquired the life of God. Because the life of God is in the tree of life. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me, brothers and sisters? What man has, he has the spirit. When God breathed into him, 
He put in him the spirit which he created. It is called human life. Are you hearing me? Some say human life. Which when God breathed into Adam, what does the Bible say? He became a living soul. That life is called suke. In what? <laughs> I don't want to go into Greek and Hebrew. Praise the Lord. So man became that man became. So there is a life that powers your soul. But also there is a life that powers your body. Somebody it's called what? Bios. Somebody say bios. So there are three kinds of life. Say there's Zoe, there's Suke, there's bios. What controls your body, the life in the blood is called what? Bios. The life in the soul is called what? Suke. The life in the spirit is called what? Zoe. Am I communicating to you? I can show it to you in the Bible there. In the stories of Jesus, but time doesn't allow me. Praise the Lord. Now listen. God created man with the capacity, Bishop, to receive what? The life of God. Man had not yet received the life of God. Because the life of God is superior I'll ask you a question. Can God die? I say God cannot die. Why do you think the tree of life was blocked from Adam and Eve? Because the Bible, if they ate of that tree, they would live forever. So God's life is an end. Now, Pastor, where are you taking us with this Zoe, Suke, and whatever it is? I'm coming. Just give me a minute. If Adam and Eve had eaten of the tree of life, whose life would have received? They would have received the life of God. And man would have never known what we are going through today. But the day Adam and Eve ate of which tree? Of the knowledge of good and evil. What happened? They became dead. Their spiritual capacity to receive the life of God was shut down. Simple example. Do deaf people have ears? What's their problem? That ear is dead. So eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what happened? Man became dead. The organ is there, but it is what? It's dead. Am I making sense to you? Say the organ is there. But it is now dead. That's why salvation is better than creation. Did you hear what I just said? I said that's why salvation is better than creation. Because at creation, man did not have the life of God. At salvation, you receive the life of God. Say, neighbor, you carry that life. That life is in the person of who? 
of the Holy Spirit. Now listen, church. Great is the mystery of what? Look at him as a neighbor. You're not a God. So don't demand worship from me. But I can tell you, God lives inside of you. It is a mystery. Sabbath is a mystery. Say it is a mystery. Follow me. I fade here. I don't know if it was last Sunday. If I secretly dropped a million dollars on your account and your bank did not alert you, would it benefit you? So you can only benefit from what you are conscious of. Until you believe what I'm telling you and begin to become conscious that you carry the life of God on the inside of you, you will never enjoy the superiority of that life that you have here. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. It is now in the place of fellowship that you and me begin to get or become aware of what we carry on the inside of us. <laughs> Have you ever get into fellowship with a friend and you go and as time goes by, they begin to reveal their true identity? Let me see. And you say, what? You mean you are the son of Kabaka Mutebi and I did not know I was fellowshipping with you like you are a son of Mukata from Masaka. Somebody say, Lord, have mercy upon me. The moment somebody makes that revelation, he is the son of who? Kabaka. Something will change inside of him. Are you hearing me? Or oh, if somebody say, by the way, can I show you what is on my account? And you see, and you get slain. Then you get up again. You say, did I see right? And earlier on, the person told you, ask for anything from me. But you look at this shoe and say, ah, take me for Rolex. <laughs> but now he has showed you what is on the account. Billions. And say, can we go to Toyota, Uganda? Are you hearing me? Nothing has changed. It's just now you have caught a revelation of what you are walking with. That is what the Holy Spirit brings to a person's life. <laughs> Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Say, Holy Spirit. But that could not happen when you started walking with the person. But as you grew in your friendship, he begins to unveil what he has and available to you. Without fellowship with the Holy Spirit, it will be impossible, if not very hard for us, to enjoy what God has for me and you. Am I communicating to somebody here? Say, neighbor, you need to walk into the fellowship of who? Of the Holy Spirit. Great is the mystery of godliness. You need him more than 
You need your neighbor. So Jesus comes. You'll hear me say this until you capture it. He told his disciples, I have so much to tell you, but you cannot take it in anymore. But when the Holy Spirit comes, what will he do? He will guide you. Say, he will guide me. He will show you. He will teach you. He will remind you many of that. What was Jesus saying? Now, as I speak to you, I'm assuming there, there are things that you cannot handle right now until the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you. This information I have is too much for you. The human man or the human mind cannot get it. You need another organ to be awakened in order to take this truth here. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Let's see the wisdom of God. Let's see the wisdom of God. The Bible says man is a tripartite being. He has a, he's a, he has a body. He has a soul. He has a spirit. How do you say those things? Man. Man is a spirit. Has a soul. And lives where? In a body. When you give your life to Jesus. Listen to me. I want to get this. So that you can trap this grace. And deliberately enjoy your walk with God. What in man was affected by the fall? His spirit. What happened to the spirit of man? He became dead. That capacity to receive the life of God was killed by sin. Jesus leaves heaven. The primary reason why Jesus left heaven is not to give you a car and a house. Because there are cars and houses even before you gave Jesus came here. Guys were living in mansions in the days before Jesus came. If you don't know, ask your brothers in the book of Genesis chapter 11. Praise the Lord. They built a tower half to where? Half to heaven. Is there any tower in Uganda? Even Dubai, they told that it doesn't get to heaven. These guys, Dubai is behind those guys. Are you hearing me, Bruno? You guys are behind us. Praise the Lord. Say amen. Say amen. They are what? Those guys were technology. They were so advanced. So if we are going to reduce salvation to cars and houses and mansions, and uh, it, then we are getting it wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But those are minor. Jesus came to bring life to the man inside that had died. Are you hearing me, church? Are you hearing me, church? Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Man became alive. How did man become alive? That capacity inside of him was resurrected by the arrival. Now, I told you. How did that spirit of man become alive? Because Everywhere God goes, life must come. The moment God entered the spirit of that man, death exited. Lord, help me. So now man did not only become spiritually awake. Now who lives there? The Bible says God lives in man 
by the Spirit. Give me that scripture. I think it's in Ephesians. God lives in us through what? Through His Spirit. Say never God lives in you. Through His Spirit. So, having, if God did not exist in the Trinity, it would have been impossible for Him to live in man. That's for another day. The reason why God is in three, so that you and me can enjoy Him. And we can only enjoy Him through who? Through the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, Lord, help me. Are we understanding each other? Or I release you for lunch and then you come back. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. <laughs> now, this is very important. So where is the life of God? Say, in my spirit. Have you ever read the scripture that says in the book of Ephesians, eh, that God has blessed us with what? With every spiritual. Say, say spiritual. Say, all these blessings. Where are they? Say in the spirit. The devil can do whatsoever he wants to do. But the day you gave your life to Jesus, your spirit isn't accessible by Satan. Your spirit has been what? Sealed. That's why they call the Holy Spirit the seal. He has been... Satan can never access your spirit. They can gather all the witch doctors in the world and do that they cannot. He can only have access to your soul in terms of your mind and your physical body. God is so wise, he did not put this blessing in the soulish dimension or in the physical dimension. He locked this blessing in the spirit where Satan has no access to. Jesus, these Harvard students are very difficult. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Are you hearing me, church? This is the blessing of having that God has for you in the Spirit. Because Satan can't access it. So right now, you're sitting next to a billionaire. Say, there's a billionaire right here. Praise the Lord. Everything that Jesus died for, your success, your healing, everything, where is it? In your spirit. Because the day the Holy Spirit gained entry into your life, He came with everything you need to live a successful life. They are right here in your spirit. Say, I have it here. Have you ever read the scripture that says God has given us everything? That pertains to life and godliness. Where is it? Say, I have it here. Not in your stomach. Say, it is my spirit. Say, it is in my spirit. Say, it is in my spirit. Fear never. Say, never. We are the most dangerous being on the face of the earth. We are too loaded. Though we are not tapping into it. Praise the Lord. It's like the Chinese who come here to get our gold. Praise the Lord. Uganda is loaded with gold. Loaded with gold everywhere. Then the Chinese come. Say, I'm the one who discovered. Who told you? Say, never. Who told you? Brothers, 
Don't wait for the Chinese to come and mine the gold inside of you. So never don't wait for the Chinese to come. Pastor, you're saying good things now. Okay, we have these things. How do we get these things out of us? Have you ever read the scripture in the book of Zechariah chapter 4 verse number 6? What does it say? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Now, what Jesus said makes a lot of sense. That it is advantageous that I go. Because if I don't go, even what I am going to accomplish on the cross will not benefit you. But when I go, who will come? The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will take off what is of me and reveal it to you. So for you and me to enjoy the things of God, we must upgrade what? Our fellowship. With who? With the Holy Spirit. Pastor. How do I fellowship with the Holy Spirit? How do I fellowship with the Holy Spirit? How do I fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Okay. I said here last Friday. Was it last Friday? Last Sunday. The voice of your spirit, the human spirit, is your conscience. Say my conscience. Your conscience is simply an alarm system that God has placed inside of you which is responsible for telling you this is wrong, this is right. Where does the Holy Spirit dwell? Say in my spirit. I'm trying to teach you. Where does the Holy Spirit dwell? In your spirit. What is the voice of your spirit? Say my conscience. Say my conscience. Are you hearing me? The Bible says when the Spirit comes, it will convict you. The word convict means to make you aware. It will make you aware. To convict, it will make you aware. So without the ministry of the Holy Spirit, you can't be made aware. You can't be brought under conviction. Now the voice of your spirit is what? Your conscience. Where does the Holy Spirit dwell? If God is going to communicate to you, whom will you speak to? To your spirit. Now, if your conscience is not clear, what happened to the voice of God? You can't discern God. The first level of fellowship, if you want to enjoy fellowship of the Holy Spirit, is to maintain a clear conscience. Very important. The reason why the brother in Kapchola, a pastor, spirit filled, is what? Spirit filled. Gives the testimony boldly that God has blessed me with two wives. Are you hearing me? <laughs> and he's convinced that it is right because the information you take in affects the setting of your conscience. Lord, help me. 
That's why the scripture says in Hebrews that he will purge your conscience with what? With his blood. Your number one voice that helps you even when you're for those who are not born again. God has blessed every human being with what? The conscience. When you ignore the conscience and start doing, read Romans chapter 1. You go there. I'm not have time. The Bible says they ignored the warning of God in their conscience and God gave them up. Have you heard about what we call a seared conscience? A conscience that has been ironed. You no longer feel anything. You no longer feel anything. That means there is no more communication between you and what? And the spirit. A clean conscience, a clear conscience is key number one for you to transact business with who? With the Holy Spirit. Am I helping somebody here? I say, am I helping somebody here? Let me help you, brother. For instance, you married people. If you marry people, you're talking to each other. You're talking to the big man. You talk, you talk, you talk. Then things are heating up. Then voices start going up. Volume up, praise the Lord. And the squeeze frequency goes high. The tone changes. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. And then when you are done, you go. And all of a sudden, something begins to tell you. The way you talked to the man was not right. Ah! What are you doing? You're ignoring your conscience. And you can say, ah, but that is the beginning. Because tomorrow you'll say another, ah, next time, then that part of you will die. You no longer hear the voice of God through your mind. You have killed that part of your fellowship with God. Am I communicating to somebody? Say, neighbor, don't let pride kill you. David cut the skirt of who? Of King Saul. His heart began to smite him. He went and said, that is the beauty. That's how broken people are. They don't argue. Immediately say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am sorry. What you're doing for yourself, you're keeping what we call a tender conscience. That will help you Tomorrow, in making other decisions that are beyond. Are you in mission? The reason why many of you, until you're confronted with big challenges, oh God speak to me. God speak to me. You can't longer hear because you have been ignoring the voice of God in the little things. You have blocked the avenue for God to speak to you. Am I communicating to this house here? I thought you want fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Do you want fellowship with the Holy Spirit? So before you leave here, Remember everyone to whom the Lord told you, say sorry to, and tell them, I'm sorry. Not for their sake, but for the sake of your conscience. You maintain a tender conscience. Even if it's your child, you say, I'm sorry. You are training your spirit to discern the voice of God. I thought you wanted something practical. Is it working? Or Naga? I say, is it working? 
take this to your workplace. How can a believer go at a workplace and say, look, 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 look. Eh? You're like a, a kappa. Somebody says it's not a kappa. What is it called? How do you call it a cat in Luganda? I've forgotten. Kappa. You say, we Olinga kappa. Just from Tobani's eighth floor, he has been blasting in time. Ma, push, take her, roast the cover. Now he's at workplace. You, 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 you like a cat. Look at his nose. You are, ah. And you say all that. And you go and sit at your desk. And the Holy Spirit says, Children of God, don't talk like that. Kappa. Go and say sorry to that person. If you are wise, you fall down on your knees and say, Lord, thank you that my conscience is still speaking. You walk to that place, not for, for your sake, maintaining a tender conscience. Because tomorrow you will need a voice to guide you on bigger matters. So if you don't learn now to listen, you will be blocked and say, Pastor, pray for me. I cannot hear God. You will say, Pastor, go back to the one you said, Kappa. Are you hearing me? And sort it out. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Oh, am I helping somebody here? I'm about to end. I just want us to be as practical. These things are given to us. Now, what does this help us? Because the more you grow in the deep fellowship of the Holy Spirit, something begins to happen. I told you, God will begin to let you in to deeper things. Let me read you something here. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Let me read you for you something here. I was preaching here in the morning about the Holy Spirit still. Because God wants you to cooperate with the Holy Spirit to take your life to a place you have never been before. During the service, this guy was online. He was online listening. He sent me a message immediately. He said, Pastor Ben, whoa. I'm beginning to understand why the Holy Spirit directed me to see you. To see Jesus. As you spoke, saying, you are playing, is waiting to take off. Hey, some of you are not here. I said, my plane had just landed at all. To understand that someone, you need to listen. Because now you can say, hey, the pastor even has a plane. <laughs> Follow me, you'll get on a border board, I tell the truth. Praise the Lord. <laughs> As you spoke saying your plane is waiting to take you to a people who understand what you're preaching. There's a team here for whom I want to get into partnership with, but they seem not to understand. They are slow in responding. So right now, I've called someone. That worry. That person might even take a plane this evening. You think people are joking. I want him to take a plane and come over to purchase a few units. As that ended, you mentioned the plane. He said, I was just confirming. So, let's continue. Do you, you understand if you don't understand? Let me give you the next one. <laughs> Pastor, 
there was a potential candidate for a project manager's job. Usually as a policy, the panel consists of people of a level above the position and two levels above. I didn't know these things. You're the ones who know these things. Praise the Lord. Now I know, so next time I come to interview you, I must be two levels above you. <laughs> In this case, the CEO and the CCO. What is CCO? Do you know the CCO? What? CCO is what? It was my first time to see CCO. Huh? Ah, we are the same. Praise the Lord. Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let me continue. Amen. <laughs> they are called. Hmm? The CEO invited me to be on the panel. Pastor, you don't know what it is. This man, the least money as ever he ever worked for is $25 million. Yes, the least money has ever worked for his 25 minutes. He said he's interviewing a man for a job. <laughs> Who's the least money has ever worked for his 25 million dollars. He was trying to tell me, say, Pastor, what the Holy Spirit is leading me to do, there is no school. Okay, let me read you this one. There is a gentleman I had interviewed for a job in a position here. The guy doesn't live here in Uganda. While I was debating on whether to employ him or not, are you hearing me? Don't come to me. You say, Father, Pastor, connect me. Ah, praise the Lord. Are you hearing me? Leave me alone. The Lord told me to take him on. He was my, he was my classmate at the university. However, 12 days before to start, he sent a mail saying, no, he declined the job for something else. Then he said, but Holy Spirit, you told me that I should do what? Should employ this man. So the man wrote an email and declined the job. A few days later, he wrote back and said, I'm sorry, the job I had taken, they have stopped it. Can you guys reconsider me? Then he said, Holy Spirit, you're smart. You knew all along. Are you hearing me? What I'm trying to tell you is that even your profession, you can invite the Holy Spirit to come right in there and help you, guide you in what you're doing. Because at university, they will not tell you that somebody is going to resign their job. Are you hearing me? Which lecturer tells you that one? On this, there are things that only the Holy Spirit will give you insight into. But first of all, you must begin by having. I'll give you scriptures that will help you. Make sure we send. Most of you are not WhatsApp. Those on WhatsApp will get it. Please work on your what? Your conscience. Work if you want to enjoy the ministry and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Next time I'll tell you many things about ministry. First thing you need to do, work on your conscience. Work on your conscience. Stand up on your feet. Sorry for taking long today. Sorry. But I want to see you apply what you have learned. Say, Holy Spirit, I am sorry where I grieved you, where I ignored you, where I quenched you. Your ministry in my life is the most important. Please help me from today to recognize when you are drawing me to a place of fellowship. Every veil 
every covering over my heart. I ask you today, consume it, Lord. Consume it, Lord. Consume it. I ask of you, bring me into intimacy, deep fellowship with you. You are the fire in me. You are the power that works in me. You are my ever-present help, Holy Spirit. You are the fire in me. You are the power that works in me. You are my ever-present hell. You, Holy Spirit. Tell him again. You are the fire in me. You are the power that works in me, Lord. You are my ever-present help. Holy Spirit. This is my prayer, precious Holy Ghost. I worship you. I worship you. Precious Holy Ghost. Come take your place. In me. Tell him again. Precious Holy Ghost. I worship you. I worship you. Precious Holy Ghost. Come take your place, Lord. Say, Holy Spirit, I'm ready. I yield myself to you and to your ministry. I welcome you. I welcome you and your ministry in my life, in my career, in my business, in my home, in my marriage, in all my involvement. Holy Spirit, please don't be silent. Don't be silent. I give you my mind. I give you my emotion. I give you my will. Express yourself through this vessel. Holy Spirit, now I know you are my helper. You have come to live on the inside of me to make me the best. Holy Spirit, every blindness, the wax in my ears, the dullness on my heart, Remove them 
restore sensitivity. Restore sensitivity to my heart, to my mind. Holy Spirit, I want to walk in obedience to your guidance, to your direction. Holy Spirit, help me. Take me in, into a deeper fellowship. Deeper fellowship, such as I've never known. Father, please, this is my cry to you. Draw me to that place. Draw me to that place where your voice is so clear. It's so clear. It's so clear. It's so clear. You say it in your word. To the outsiders, you speak in parables. But to those who are inside, you speak plainly. Take me to that place where you speak plainly. Where you speak directly, without parables. This very afternoon, I thank you that you are drawing me in to enjoy that fellowship. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. As amen. As amen. Listen church. Listen church. Ribokumana. My desire is to see you apply what you hear in your daily walk with God. Rebecca, Rebecca I hope you'll be here next Sunday. You'll give us your... In fact, Dr. Tony, I wanted you today to give us your testimony. But I've just seen you. It is too late. I want these people will tell you how you involve the Holy Spirit in your work. That's why you have him. Most of your life, you're not in the church. You're here for two hours, three hours. Majority of your life is outside church. You need his ministry out there more than you need it here. Praise the Lord. He is available. If you're here, you have no home church, you're not sure whether you're born again or you want to give your life to Jesus. Come, I pray with you. Ask your neighbor, are you saved? Are you saved? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ask them, if you do have a way your home church, you say you have a home church? If you don't have a home church, it is very important. You just come here in those three categories. Come, I will pray with you. If you feel you just want to be your home church, there's some of those online, I just will pray with you. You want to give your life to Jesus? You want to renew your faith? The Heavenly Father, I thank you for the cross. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. This afternoon, I reaffirm my faith. I give my life to Jesus. I acknowledge that He is my Lord and He is my Savior. I acknowledge He is my Lord and He is my Savior. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good to see you. Hallelujah. You're welcome. Finally. Praise the Lord. You're welcome. Hallelujah. Where is, uh, just give me it. You give, I'll see you after see. Please, just go and see her for a few minutes. Joy, Sister Joy, there. Come to neighbor and say, neighbor, what you hear, please apply it. Then come back on Sunday with a testimony. Hallelujah. 
turn to your person, three people, tell them you are blessed, you are highly favored, and God is with you. The second person, tell them the same. The third person, love you guys. Have a miraculous week. We'll see you tomorrow in the morning. Dew. This house is too quiet for me. This is not my kind of church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can I have this keyboard, whatever you're playing? Hallelujah. I want to hear sound in this place. Amen. You are blessed. The Lord bless you. We'll see you. Amen.